Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. like a spiritual awakening. And I'll tell you, I literally, this is going to sound crazy, but I made peace with my vagina. Oh. Oh. Okay. Were you at war with your vagina? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We got to know Cherie a little bit more, one of Garcelle's friends, and I think she's going to be sticking around for the last or second half of the season. I'm excited to get to know her even more. It was Garcelle's birthday. I sort of loved Erica cackling in the background about how every year is terrible, and she's not wrong. She's not wrong. It made me like her even more. She's got the villain laugh. She's like, every year is horrible. <laughs> I love it. I loved it. And then also Dorit saying, were you at war with your vagina? Were you at war with your vagina? 
Perfect scene, no notes. Now, there were a few disappointments this episode. Of course, I was going into this week expecting Denise. Despite the fact that they didn't show her in the preview, I still held out hope that maybe they were still going to have her in the episode. And then Denise was a no-show, much like she was a no-show for most of the season she was on. Remember, she just stopped showing up to shit. And Denise, I don't know where you're at, but you need to start showing up to stuff. I don't care if you're not on the show anymore. If you say you're going to be there, you need to be there. Luckily, we had Sherry Shepard up here in the episode, and it seemed like Asa from Shaz of Sunset was also at this party. But we were promised a Denise appearance. And to the editors or whoever is working on the show, we love you. Uh, of course, you're the best people on this planet Earth for giving us this show. However, I would like to complain about something. And what I would like to complain about is like, why are you promising? Why are we leaving in the footage about Denise coming to the party if Denise ain't even going to show up? Denise isn't on this show anymore, so don't get our hopes up about Denise coming or there's going to be this confrontation about Denise, and then Denise isn't even showing. They should have just cut that out last week, and we wouldn't have missed anything without the Denise of it all, because, I mean, maybe we would have missed that part where Erica Jane was, like, really drunk at the end of the episode, and she's like, Denise, fucked you over. I told you so, and she was, like, wasted, and, I mean, she was lit. Much like last week, she was lit. She's been lit every week. L-I-T. She keeps telling us how lit she is. And also, I think she had to, like, beg the bartender to give her a cocktail. I think they cut her off, and she's like, come on and break the rules a little bit. (laughs) This poor man, who's just a gator waiter trying to serve people at this event, now has to break the rules to give Bamboozle Jane some cocktails. Uh, But so I was disappointed in a few things. Uh, Splits Richard ended up stepping up because she knew that we weren't getting a Denise appearance. So Splits was like, okay, I'm going to do the splits on the dance floor. She knows that we need it. She knows that we need it. We also didn't get any Kathy. Still, We're eight episodes in, still no Kathy. I have a lot of theories about this whole thing because I think Diana's obviously flopping. She did have this thing with Sutton this week, but I don't know. I just do not care for Diana. And am I allowed to say that now? It's been enough weeks. I just do not care for her. And uh, I think that she's been flopping. And so I have this theory that producers are like, oh, she's flopping. We need to bring in some other people. And Kathy hadn't signed her contract. I know she was doing the Paris wedding situation, but I really think it had more to do with the fact that she wanted more money than they were going to give her. And so Kathy didn't show up yet for eight episodes, and they knew they needed somebody else because Diana's flopping. So they're like, hey, anyone got anyone? And it looked like they got to know Cherie a little bit, and it seemed like she was a good person to bring on. And they're really playing into the Will Smith of it all. I also think that the whole Will Smith conversation that happened, it happened once when Garcelle was just talking to Cherie, and then it happened when all the gals were sitting down at Garcelle's party, they were talking about Will Smith. And I feel like that footage was initially on the cutting room floor, like maybe in like the rough cut edit. And then all that stuff happened at the Oscars with Will Smith, and we're like, get it back in there. Because even the gals... This was confusing to me. When the other gals were talking about the Will Smith thing, they were like acting so surprised. Like Crystal and Dorit was like, no way. And it was like, I thought we all talked about the Will Smith thing. Certainly, I know that it happened on the show. Now, it's possible perhaps Dorit and Crystal and the whole rest of them, they don't watch the episodes as they air or when they get the screeners. Because there was definitely conversation about Garcelle, Dayton, Will Smith. I feel like it happened multiple times on this show. And yet they were all sitting at the party being like, oh my God, I didn't know that. And it was like, everybody knew that. How did we not know that? We've talked about it on this show a million times. And to that, I would like to say to Bravo to bring back the blogs. Now, this is a little bit of a tangent. But do you remember back in the day, Bravo used to make the women do blogs. So they made them get on the internet and and do a whole fucking blog like they were Julie and Julia 
uh, doing Julia Child's recipes. Like they had to get on the internet and write the whole thing about the episode. And it used to cause so many fights. And then I remember Carol Radswell, she was like one of the final people. There was a certain kind of transitional time where they weren't making them do the blogs because they at one point made them do them every single week. And then there was this weird transitional time where it was like sometimes they were blogging, sometimes they weren't. And Carol Radswell was like taking it really seriously. And I think she even published hers as a book. But it was a different time in Bravo Housewives history. And I think we need to bring back the blogs because, oh, and do you remember on Jersey Housewives, there was like Lauren Manzo accused Teresa of not writing her own blogs because the housewives would just hire some sassy gay intern to write the blogs. And so some gay was just writing some sassy things. And then it was like Teresa and whoever else, they didn't even know what the fuck the gay intern was saying in the blogs uh, on their behalf with them. They were literally ghost writing blogs. But it caused all the, I remember Lauren Manz was like, you don't write your blogs. And it was like, Teresa was like, yeah, I do. And then Lauren Manz told her to like spell something or whatever. <laughs> oh, it was a different time. But I, so I want them to go back to writing the blogs because at least it makes them accountable for what happens in the episode. We don't run into a problem like we did this week where Garcelle is telling a story about Dayton Will Smith and they're all acting surprised because if they would have watched the episodes last season or the season before, they would have known that Garcelle uh, fucked to Will Smith. So anyway, um, should we go back back to the beginning? Uh, it's a holiday week, by the way. So this weekend, it's a July 4th holiday. We will not be recapping this Sunday. There will be an episode out, but there won't be a Housewives recap. So don't yell at me. It's a holiday weekend. Uh, we are going to be celebrating. By celebrating, I mean, I'll probably be on the couch or at the barbecue grill. I'll be barbecuing something on the grill. Um, but going to try to spend some time with some friends and just relax a little bit. Relax a little bit. July 4th holiday. Um, and okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about Beverly Hills. Let's go to, go to the beginning of this episode. Uh, we open with the women back in Beverly Hills. Of course, we had that whole thing with the plane and the private jet that Sutton was told to sit somewhere else. Uh, and we just see Cherie meeting with Garcelle. And I heard a hey mom and I got nervous that Heather Thompson was there. But it turns out it was Garcelle's friend Cherie showing up on camera for the first time. She's like, hey, mama. And did anyone else get the chills? I mean, it's impossible not to hear, hey, mama, and not think of Heather Holla Thompson on The Real House of New York. I watch Saved by the Bell reruns, and every time A.C. Slater says, hey, mama, to Jesse Spano, I think, uh-oh, is that Heather Holla Thompson popping up in my screen? You know, you sometimes get nervous. But it turns out it's Cherie. And again, I think they brought her in because nothing else was happening. All the storylines are happening off camera. I think Beverly Hills is maybe even the highest uh, rated show on Bravo Network right now. It's going to have a million episodes this season, and it's still really good. But they but they know when nothing's happening. I bet you the women know that, producers know that, and they're like, we need to bring in some extra people. So they brought in Cherie. They talk about how she was just on a vacation and Will showed up because uh, Will and Cherie have a child together. And Garcelle asked about Jada. She's like, was Jada there? And then Garcelle talks about dating Will after Cherie and him got divorced. Now, I know we've all sort of analyzed the Will Smith slap ad nauseum, right? It was like, there was a certain point where it's like, why are we talking about this on every fucking TV show? You turn on the TV and it didn't matter if you're watching Discovery Network. Oh, by the way, this is a little offshoot too. We started watching that show, The Worst Cooks in America on the Discovery Plus Network. Is that a streamer or a network? I'm not sure. Anyway, there's this Worst Cooks in America. And they did one where Sonia Morgan was on a few years ago, but they have a 90s edition. And it's all streaming. And we watched one of them last night because, 
Long story short, I posted on my Instagram account something with Lori Beth Denberg, who was an actress in a show called All That on Nickelodeon. A lot of people reached out and were like, oh, you have to watch Worst Cooks in America. Now, I turned on Worst Cooks in America, 90s edition, and it is a blast from the past. It's like Lori Beth Denberg, Jodie Sweeten from Full House, uh, Nicole Tom from the Beethoven movies and The Nanny, who's doing like, she's like very aggressive. She's doing like a lot of child act. I mean, all of these people are child actors on the show, and it's like, they all have a very distinct child actor vibe, and it's dark. It's very dark-sided. I mean, watching a bunch of adult child actors is tough. It's tough. Uh, but Matthew Lawrence is also on it. And I had the biggest crush on Matthew Lawrence, who's, of course, the younger brother of Joey, older brother of Andrew. And he still looks hot as ever. I think he was married to someone from Dancing with the Stars, but they just got a divorce. Anyway, he's on there with some glasses, cooking some meatloaf. Looks uh, gorgeous. Uh, who else is on there? Mark Long from Road Rules. I'm sure someone from California Dreams is on there. Oh, Elisa Donovan, who played Amber in Clueless. I mean, it is like a wild, wild west of 90s actors. And the girl from California Dreams, I, she was someone who I was like, oh, they must have added her at the last minute because I was like, I don't think that show was popular. I mean, I watched California Dreams, but I don't think this was popular. Anyway, it's very child actor energy. So if you want to watch it... uh it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. I don't even know why I am. I'm not like recommending it. I just wanted to tell you that I watched it last night, which I know most of you don't even care about. You're like, Danny, get back to the episode. The fuck do you care about this show that I didn't even really like? I just watched one episode. I might finish it. I might finish it. You know, I've been watching uh, also Mama's Family. Do you remember Mama's Family from the 80s and 90s? I've been binging it from the beginning and I started watching Cheers from the beginning, but then I got overwhelmed because there's like 11 seasons plus a Frasier spinoff, which is a hundred fucking seasons. So then I went to mama's family. So I'm binging mama's family before bed. So I'm in, I'm in that sort of eighties, nineties mode. Anyway, um, I'll get back to Beverly Hills. Cause I know you guys don't give a fuck and you're, and you're probably going to leave me. You're going to review bomb me anyway. Um, so Cherie shows up and I want her at the reunion. She's a breath of fresh air to me. I mean, when she was talking about the war on her vagina, were you at war okay, with your vagina? And then she's opening up at the Will Smith and the Jade of it all. I'm just interested in it. So I just hope she sticks around and we get to know her a little bit more because I don't even want to get to know Diana anymore. No offense. Um, actually, it is a little, um, I mean to, I mean a little offense, to be honest. Okay. So then we cut to Crystal. She's home. She's making a cocktail for social media, holiday cocktail. Her hot brother's there who's a successful singer and he's there staying. And there was a weird moment where she was in her confessional and she said the brother was staying with her. She's like, oh, is he running the hairdryer? And here's the thing. I thought they moved all the confessionals to in-studio. And I thought they filmed them in front of a green screen and then they add a green screen effect so it looks like the house, their houses in the background. But it seemed to me like they were actually filming in Crystal's house. So what's going? what's the truth? What is the truth? Anyway, her husband Rob shows up. He's uh, getting ready to film or shoot something called How Winston Delivered Christmas, which is a children's book they're doing at his musical. Now, you know I love the holidays, so I was right on board. Director of The Lion King doing a holiday film for kids? I'm interested. Uh, but as he's sitting down, Rob's got an odd personality that I can't quite wrap my head around. I mean, he was doing a lot of Norfolk work, and what I mean by that is he kept talking about this this place called Norfolk, and everyone and all of his family is like, what are you talking about? And they're like, stop saying fuck. Even the young boy, the, their son was saying, stop saying the F word. 
And he's like, no, it's Norfolk. And he was like doing a bit, but it just seemed to go on for a very long time. And then later in the episode, he was also dressed sort of like at Garcelle's party. Was it not an odd, was anyone kind of surprised by Rob's look? I was kind of taken aback by it. I'm not sure. It was like almost like a Saturday night fever meets Ron Jeremy vibe. Like that's kind of what I was getting from Rob. He had like the tinted glasses on. He had the white suit. He had the pocket square. And he was like dancing in the soul train line. And it just was like very much John Travolta and Saturday Night Fever meets Ron Jeremy. And whatever that means to you is what it means to me, because that's, that's exactly the, I can't explain it any further than that. I can, I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. That's what the vibe I got from this Rob. And then he's doing the Norfolk work. Like, I can't make heads or tails of this man. I can't tell if he's got like a, a kind of a, a, a wicked sense of humor or a dirty sense of humor or like an edgy kind of thing. Or if he's just extra nerdy, or maybe a mix. Like I just, and then we find out that his nickname is like Hip Hop Rob, which was <laughs> when Chris was like, "Yeah, his nickname is Hip Hop Rob." I'm like, "Who is this man?" Like I just don't understand. I don't get. I can't make heads or tails of who this man is. And so, if anyone knows Rob personally, SOS on people who know Rob personally. Shoot me a shout in the DMs because I need to know who this, understand who this man is. He makes makes the Lion King and he's making children's movies and then he's doing Norfolk work and and then doing uh, hip hop Rob work. Like, what is happening with this man? And also, I would encourage the producers to let's spend a little time with Rob. I would like to. We've gotten to know PK. We know Maurice. Uh, we know the whole other men on the show, I, although Asher, Asher, Diana's husband, I mean, what is going on there? I mean, Asher, you guys, we'll get to him because I have a lot of questions about that man too. I'm going to need us to spend more time with Rob and Asher. Okay. Rob and Asher, more time. Um, okay. So then they talk about Diana wanting to leave the tip, uh, the trip. And then she's, Diana sent this weird text message about, how she had gone through this miscarriage and she had all these surgeries. And it's like, I am very empathetic to that. And I, I only want the best for her. And I can only imagine having to do this after all of that. But then I ask, like, why are you doing this show then? Like if all of that happened, she could have just backed out of the show. She didn't have to film this show. And I understand wanting to honor your contract, but it seems like she doesn't want to do this show. She's got more money than any of us can imagine. Like she's bragging about how rich she is. So what are you doing the show for? Like, I don't, I will not get it. She's got all this weird stuff with that book, which I think is all weird sort of internet rumors. Again, I I don't really believe any of this stuff about it being like a sex catalog. Like to me, that just seemed crazy. I mean, granted it was on the internet, but I don't believe it. It's on the internet. Oh, the internet! The internet says a unicorn's showing up. I mean, the, internet. <laughs> the internet says a unicorn's showing up, in the words of our Dorinda Medley on The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2. And so I kind of feel like Diana's book rumors are like the unicorn on the internet. Like, I don't believe any of them. But then, if you know all of that's out there, I suppose maybe you want to come on the show to like clear that up. But then she doesn't seem to want to clear it up, because anytime it comes up, she gets uncomfortable. <laughs> And then even when she brought Garcelle the book as a holiday gift or as a birthday gift, she didn't even really want to get into it anymore. So it's like, what are you doing on this show, Diana? Why? Why are you here? And that should be the number one question at the reunion. I don't understand it. Why would you want to come on this program, which you know the skeletons are going to come out of the closet. You know people are going to ask questions, and 
It just also, it's a job, it's work. So why are you doing this work? Are you bringing awareness to something? Is there some greater cause that we haven't learned about that you want to bring? Do you want to start a new business? But then she's so rich. She's walking around with that $250,000 purse. So what are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? Then we cut to Kyle making food for her daughter for his Friendsgiving. Uh, it's revealed that Kyle and Dorit FaceTime Rena. And Rena's just showing the boobies on the FaceTime. We didn't get much Rena. She was out of town for Harry Hamlin's thing. Uh, the only shot we got of Rena was just her in the tub. And it was like she was flashing her Meredith Grey. And it was like, what are we? <laughs> it was the only only footage we got of Rena this week is her in the bathtub. And I was like, I don't know that we need that. I mean, do we? Do we? I don't know. I don't know that I need to see that. I mean, I don't need to see that. Uh, and then Kyle tells Maurice about the passive-aggressive text that Diana sent, and she misspelled Garcelle. She spelled it, I'm assuming, Garcelle. Like that. <laughs> I was literally spending like 10 minutes, you guys, as I'm taking notes, because I, I get my Word document out, and then I'm taking notes on the episode. And they said that Diana misspelled Garcelle. And to me, the only way you would really misspell it is by spelling it G-A-R-C-E-L-E, right? Which is like Garcile. And so I was assuming that's that has to be how she misspelled it. But I was literally trying to think of all these other ways. Like, how else would she have misspelled it? I thought maybe it could be G-R-A, uh, G-A-R-S-E-L-L. Maybe that was how she spelled it. But that seems like too stupid. <laughs> like, no offense, but that seems sort of too stupid, right? Like, I'd be... I'd be I'd say you're a big old dummy if you spelled Garcelle G-A-R-S-E-L-L, right? So it has to be just with one L. That's what I'm assuming, which is an honest mistake. And maybe that was like a a phone correction. You know, sometimes the phone corrects you on its own. It's, it's got a mind of its own, you know? Uh, you guys, we should, uh, speaking of having a mind of its own, we should take a break here because I am getting a phone call. I need to see who this is. So we're going to take our commercial break here. We'll be right back with more. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. I want to thank Acast for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to Acast.com. We have bonus episodes on the Patreon page. I do one a month, and we'll be right back. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. 
Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. And we're back. Were you at war with your vagina? Okay, so then we have a scene between Erica and Mikey Minden. And Erica's getting ready for this photo shoot, and then we hear a knock-knock. And there was something about Mikey Minden's knock-knock that literally, it caused me to just relax. Like, do you ever feel like you're just tensed up, you're nerved up, you're just holding a lot in your shoulders, your back, your everything, every part of your muscles is just holding tension and anxiety and stress? And I was feeling that. And then suddenly, when I heard Mikey Minden just say, knock-knock, it was like it all washed away. And I realized, like, we need more. I don't know if we need more, but I need more Mikey Minden on screen. And I just, something about him walking into that room with like the, it, it wasn't quite a sing-songy, but it was like maybe a little sing-songy knock-knock. And I was just so happy. All of a sudden, I melted into my chair and I thought, okay, all is going to be right into the world. I know we're in a chaotic, hectic time. There's so much happening. The other day on the news, it was on Twitter and it was like, there was news every second. It was like so much news was coming at me. And it's like that all that kind of hides within your body sometimes. You don't even realize it's all happening and it's all tensing up your muscles. And and then you just need Mikey Minden to knock, knock on the door. And then suddenly you're melting into your chair. And uh, she, they're getting ready for a photo shoot for Pretty Mess Hair. Now, a lot of people didn't want to do business with Erica Jane after all the stuff came out about the courts. 
and all the Tommy Two-Tones and Bimboozle Jane stuff that we went over all last season. So a lot of people didn't want to do business with her, but she's getting her feet back on the ground, and she's getting ready to do this uh, pretty mess hair. Now, here's the thing. She talks about the grandma. Now, the grandma, I think we've talked about before, the grandma made some of her early costumes, and they show uh, Bamboozle Jane when she was like a four-year-old with the top hat. And uh, she's doing all this stuff where the grandma was making the costumes and taking her all these places. And then Erica's talking in her confessional about a letter that the grandma left her. Now, I didn't even hear what she said was in the letter because I completely gasped when I saw her confessional look. I hate to sound judgy, but was she not dressed like a slutty Jojo Siwa with the bubbies out and it was like a, a chain on the chain and a splattered paint blazer? I mean, like what, that look, I was to, so taken aback. Even the hair was sort of in this braid. So completely taken aback by Bamboozle Jane's look in this confessional that I have no fucking clue what she said about the gram in the letter. And there was something about the juxtaposition of her reading a letter from her dearly Again, I don't even know if she was saying the grandma was departed or did she don't speak. I don't know what happened with the grandma because I couldn't even focus on anything with the splattered paint blazer and the bubbies out. I mean, I swear it was like a Jojo Siwa meets, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. And sometimes these women show up on screen and it's aggressive to the eye. And I liked the look. But it almost takes these times to adjust. It's like when you look directly into the sun and then you go into the shade or something, your eyes are starting to adjust because the pupils get wide and then small and then they're just trying to like focus on one thing. Or you know when you have to sneeze and then you look up at the light and you try to focus on the light so that you let the sneeze out. I almost feel like I I had to let the sneeze out when I saw Erica Jane's confessional look because I'm like, woo! Woo! Like, what is going on there? So I don't know what the fuck she was saying about something about her grandma. And God bless me. The grandma either rest in peace or I hope she's thriving somewhere. Maybe Pasadena somewhere, somewhere fresh because I don't know what she was saying with the, with the grandma, but the grandma, something about a letter. She wrote her a letter or something. So then we cut to Dreet and Sutton. Sutton goes over to Dreet's house and she reveals that she got her hormones balanced. So I think she said she got like a pellet. Did she say a pellet? Am I making that up? Something about a testosterone pellet, I thought she said. She said, look at me, I'm so different. And Dorit's like, okay. But meanwhile, Dorit's mom is there and the brother. Now, where has she been hiding the mom and the brother? Because I don't believe we've ever met Dorit's mom. Have we met Dorit's mom? I don't think so. I certainly don't remember meeting the brother. And they only showed him in a flashback, but apparently after the robbery. And you guys... Did I not call at the beginning of the season? I knew that this robbery thing that we were going to get tired of it because as a viewer, it feels like it happened two months ago because we are already episode eight of the show. So it literally happened to us two months ago. But for Dorit in real time, it just happened. So she's still talking about the robbery. And I think we're all getting a little bit like, okay, let's move on. But again, in her life, it wasn't that long ago. So then the mom is there with the brother and I just want to meet. I need to get to know these people because also Dorit's accent came back. I feel like we were losing Dorit's accent, accent. And then suddenly the mom was there and she's like, I took out the cookies, mama. And it was like the mama. And I'm just going to go talk to Sutton. And it like came back with a vengeance. Like when Sutton came over and the mom was there, I'm going to go talk to Sutton. Sutton. Like I feel like. <laughs> 
hide your dogs when you're listening to this podcast because I'm certain they'd be barking right now if they heard me say say that because I just took the cookies out, mama. It was like a very aggressive. It was very aggressive accent work that she was doing. And we know that a couple weeks ago she was, remember she was like, what the fuck, Crystal? And she was like doing a different accent. And so now she's got the English accent back because the mom's in town. Mama, I took the cookies out, mama. Gotta talk to Anne. And what the fuck, Crystal? It's like completely opposite. We're just doing so we're a wide range of accent work. And Meryl Streep could never, quite frankly. I mean, we love me some Meryl, but there's no way that she has the, the breadth and depth of accents that Dorit's showing this season on The Real House of Beverly Hills. It's unparalleled. Unparalleled. Give her the Emmy. Uh, anyway, moms are the best. And here's something I want to tell. If anyone out there is on a reality show, here's a secret. Now, that I've learned some things in my time recapping reality shows. And if you ever want to get the audience on your side, like if you're a villain or something, show your mother because moms are the best. And even if you have a bad relationship with your mom, it will put the viewer on your side. So if you have a good relationship with your mom, it will put the viewer on your side because you'll get to see a softer side of you. And if you have a terrible relationship with your mom and you're a villain, then the audience will still be on your side because they'll be like, oh, well, her mom made her that way. Do you get what I mean? And so I'd encourage anyone. I remember Brandy Glanville couldn't show the kids, and she always would say in interviews, well, I can't show that side of me. And it's like, well, show the mom. And remember, a few times she showed the relationship with her dad, and it's like, it adds a dimension. So anyone out there, if you're filming a reality show, get your mom on screen, because it will literally help. Even Dorit's mom, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, moms are the best, and I'm, I want to get to know her more. Anyway, Sutton talks about Diana being a sniper, and I don't know, Diana's a flop. Then we cut to Garcelle with the boys. Uh, and speaking of moms, I love moms who are moms of boys. You know, I come from two older brothers. Those three boys in my family. And my mom gets to be the queen matriarch of the family. And I, so I like that Garcelle's got the three boys. I don't know. I feel like a kinship with her. And I think those boys kind of treat her like the queen that she should be treated like, you know? She talks about the real. The real was canceled. Flop. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so mean and keep saying flop. Uh, but the reel did flop. It's no longer on the air. And it's not to say it wasn't successful for a lot of seasons, but it flopped this year. And so it's no longer on. And all these shows, you know, they want to be the view, but they just can't. They just can't. They got the talk, the reel. Remember, they had the chew. And they're just uh, too many show, too many panel shows. And they all want what Joy Behar has. And it's just not working. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's only one view. There's only one view. Oh, by the way, did you see on Hulu, there's like a reunion where they have Meredith Vieira and Star Jones and Debbie Matinopoulos and Joy Bear. They all meet and talk about The View for a half an hour. Oh, I love it. I love it. You guys know how I feel about The View, my favorite show. Watch it every night. They're in the Bahamas right now. They're doing a little vacation. They're filming live from the Bahamas. I love it. Uh, okay, so then we see uh, Sutton getting ready for Garcelle's party. We see her FaceTime with Kyle. They're with the glam squads, and they talk about Denise coming, even though Denise doesn't even show up. So, again, why are we keeping this footage in there? <sighs> Erica wants to know if Jamie Foxx is going to be there because she wants to fuck him. And, I mean, who amongst us? I mean, ladies, am I right? Anyway, Jamie Foxx, speaking of him, he's going to be doing a movie with Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz finally coming out of retirement. It was announced today she's going to be doing a movie with Jamie Foxx. So I'd like to thank Jamie Foxx uh, for all his efforts. And what I mean by efforts is that he brought Cameron Diaz out of retirement, and I wish she was at the party so Erica could fuck him. Then we cut to the party. Allie Landry's there, 
And uh, speaking of Erica Jane, she reveals that she saw Allie Landry at the TJ Maxx. They're both Maxinistas. They're both Maxinistas. I mean, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall at that trip. I go to TJ Maxx all the time. I never saw Bamboozle Jane and Allie Landry at mine. I haven't seen anyone at my TJ Maxx. I mean, I live in Los Angeles. So where are the, which TJ Maxx are they going to? There's one by the airport, LAX. Do I have to go all the way out there? To be honest, anyone in LA, here's a tip. If you ever come to LA, the best home goods is by the airport and it's attached to a TJ Maxx. It's a dual header. You know, it's a double, a double whammy. You know, it's the father, son, and Holy Spirit of Midwest shopping is a TJ Maxx, a Marshalls, and a Home Goods. And they got two out of the three over by the LAX airport. So if you're ever in town, you need to go to Home Goods. Uh, I don't know if you're visiting. It's not necessarily a tourist spot, although it, uh, it can be. And so the best one's by the airport, but I'm not going all the way to LAX to try to find Bamboozle Jane. Is that where she's going? I need to know which TJ Maxx she's going to. Is it past? Is she in Pasadena? I don't know. Is it up? Is she in the Valley? Where is she? I think she's in West Hollywood, and there's a TJ Maxx over in West Hollywood by the Beverly Center. And that could be it, but that's a small t- – I don't like that TJ Maxx. It's a small one. You know, some of them are small. I'm The Ohio TJ Maxx's, some of them are just b- big and beautiful. The Northeast Ohio ones, I miss them. Because here in Los Angeles, it's like some of them are just too small. Can't get nothing done. You go in and out in five minutes. I want to spend a whole day there. I would like to waste an afternoon looking through the racks. And then sometimes I just go into these ones here in Los Angeles, you know, on the West Coast. It makes me want to move back. Uh, anyway, Allie Landry's a Maxinista too. Uh, Sutton brought her assistant and we get to know him. And I'm assuming this is the one who has that thing with Kathy where it, there was all these rumors that Kathy called him a slur or something, but then Kathy posted a picture with Sutton's assistant. I think that's him. So there's all this stuff that happened off screen. What a surprise. Stuff that happened off screen on the Real House of Beverly Hills. Anyway, we get to meet the assistant. Uh, Dorit shows up in a vintage jumper and she's with Kyle. She shows up and it's so funny because Kyle and Dorit look at Garcelle's cake and the cake is a Birkin. And Dorit just very quietly says, Oh, it's her first Birkin. You guys, when she said that. I have the chills. (laughs) I had the fucking chills. I couldn't believe it. it was like such a little low down shade. Anyway, Lonnie Love and Adrian Houghton from The Real are there, and so is Sherry Shepard from The View. Now, I got a Sherry Shepard story for you. When I was in high school, I emailed Sherry Shepard, okay? I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, but I believe I was a senior in high school. I somehow got Sherry Shepard's email from somewhere, like a chat room or something. I got, I found Sherry Shepard's email. I might've been a freshman in college. Actually, I was a freshman in college because I had my college email address because I tried to find the email recently, but I don't have that college email address anymore. Anyway, I emailed Sherry Shepard because I was a big fan of her sitcom, Less Than Perfect, which was a show... It was a show on ABC that was only like three seasons or something. Like it wasn't a very successful show. In fact, it was um, by and large a flop. And yet I emailed her to tell her how much I loved her performance on her sitcom Less Than Perfect. And I I remember (laughs) she emailed me back. And so I've always had this affinity for Sherry Shepard because I I think in the email I told her, I was like, I'm an aspiring like writer and I wanna I wanna write a show for you and I to star in. Like I said this to in an email to Sherry Shepard. And she was so sweet, she wrote me back, like, oh, it'll happen one day, just keep working at it. And so one of these days, Sherry Shepard and I are gonna star in a show together. And I'm gonna have to find that email. We're gonna have to get someone I don't know how do we find that email. We need to figure it out because I remember she wrote me back and it meant the world to me. 
And it was either her or somebody else because I just found the email in a chat room and I assumed it was Sherry Shepard. So maybe it wasn't actually her, but she did. Somebody named Sherry Shepard emailed me back. And so I will always love Sherry. And she's got a new talk show coming uh, this fall. So there you have it. And she was there at Garcelle's party. She was doing a crossover with The Real. It was a view and real crossover. And so I was happy to see that. Then we have Diana arrive at the party, like Jaws in the Water. You know, they play the music. And she's with the, uh, is it the husband or soon-to-be husband? She's with Asher, who feathered his hair like his jacket. He put on a top hat and escorted Diana into the party as if he's an off-brand Constantine Morales from the American Idol. Remember Constantine? Is that how you say his name? Mor- Morales or whatever? Constantine, though. Like, that's what Asher was dressed in. He looked like... He looked like the an off-brand version of Constantine with the top hat. And then again, the feathered, it wasn't even a full jacket. It was like a feathered, like, what was that look? And his hair was feathered too, like underneath the top hat. I was like, they definitely, they, they spritzed up his hair a little bit. And it was like, what is this look? L-E-W-K, like what is happening here with Asher? Because Asher, I just, I couldn't, no offense, I just couldn't make heads or tails of it. Much like Rob's outfit, where he's got the beard and the tinted glasses and the white suit and the pocket square. I was like, did ever, how did everyone, what was on the invitation? What did it say? Come as you are. And then they all just arrived in batshit outfits because it was like, Kyle had the boobies out. Dorit's in the full bodysuit uh, thing. And even she had the, they're all covering their hands now. If you notice, this is like a thing now. They're all covering their hands, either wearing gloves or Dorit had the, the full jumpsuit on that covered the hands. I mean, it was like, and Garcelle looked amazing in the white dress, but it was like, what is everyone wearing? And by everyone, I mostly mean Asher. What the fuck was he wearing? What the fuck? I mean, I didn't understand it, but I, <laughs> I don't really understand Asher in general. Uh, and then Diana gives Garcelle the book. She signed it. She said it was hard to find. It's also weird. And they all wonder. They're like, why did you text us that you were on your deathbed and you had all these surgeries things, but now you're showing up at the party? And I don't know. I just don't understand Diana. I just don't. I don't get her as a, a person. Like, I, There's something I'm not understanding. It almost feels like I'm just missing a piece of her. Like I'm, I'm missing some explanation of like what or what the fuck like that i'm missing it because i just don't quite get why she's there and why she is the way that she is i don't get it and even like all the the main thing with her is the book stuff and i don't feel like we've ever gotten a full explanation and then really the only thing she's talking about every time she's on screen is how sutton's a vegetarian a fake vegetarian it's like she brought it up like three times this episode again i was like a fucking again you're talking about this a fucking again a fucking again, she's bringing it up. It was like a hundred times this episode. Every single week I've heard her say something about Sutton being a fake vegetarian and the bacon or something. Ugh, it's exhausting. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and 
and all the sexy bites in between. In this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. Uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time. And I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Then we hear Erica, her lawyer, is mad that she told guys to slide into her DMs. <laughs> And he wants to vet the people that side, and she's like, fuck now. And then, uh, she, I mean, she was getting drunk. She was having those spicy margaritas, which I hate to sound gross. You know I don't want to say this, but I have to say this. The fact that she was drinking that many spicy margaritas, they, they were all spicy margaritas. Did I hear it correctly? I think she was drinking the spicy margaritas with the jalapenos. Now, I'm sorry, but you're going to be blowing up the toilet after that. I'm sorry to say it, gals. I'm sorry to get gross. I know you get mad when I get gross on the podcast, but you're having that many jalapeno margaritas. Like, you're going to have to go take a deuce a couple times at this party. I'm sorry. It's like, how many? She had, like, upwards of six spicy margaritas. I mean, her poor asshole. I mean, it's just too much. I'm sorry. I was sorry to get gross. I'm, we're moving on quickly because I know you guys send me the DMs and say it's so gross when I mention poop. But she's like, she's having a bunch of spicy marks. It's a lot. And then um, Kathy sent Garcella cake, but she's not there. And she said she's in Pasadena. And then Kyle goes over to Garcella and she's like, oh, she said she's in Pasadena. And Garcella's like, yeah. And Kyle's like, oh, well, that's what she says when she doesn't want to go somewhere. I have the no. f- chill. No. <laughs> That was so good of Kyle to just throw Kathy under the bus. So that's the thing in their family. When they don't want to go somewhere, they use Pasadena because you want to pass. And Garcelle's just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Anyway, then Erica meets Garcelle's son, Oliver, and wants to fuck him. You know, she's getting lit and she wants to have sex. And I'm loving this version of Erica. And that's not popular opinion. I'm not saying she's completely innocent and all the allegations against her. I'm just saying that I'm really enjoying her carefree attitude this season and just want to have sex and drink. 
because who amongst us, especially that when they were talking about the year and how bad a year it was in the past couple of years, and Erica's like, I know, and she was drunk. And I kind of just was like, yeah, it has been a shitty couple of years. And Bamboozle Jane's a little bit of the head of the ball game because she just wants to have sex and get fucked. And so she's at least making uh, lemonade out of lemons. Lemonade out of lemons. Uh, the women all sit down. They talk about the Will Smith thing and act surprised. Uh, Diana, we get to know that she was in Malibu. And during the Malibu fire, she got uh, all her stuff in the car. She just threw a bunch of Birkins and Diamonds and Banksies in during the fire. And they showed a photo of her. She's got all these Banksies. Again, why do you got all these Banksies and Birkins? And you're doing this show. I don't get it. And then we see Erica talks about the PK. When they brought up the PK, looking at her her lady parts for the whole time. And then he showed up. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, Oh, we're talking about that whole season where we talked about Erica not wearing panties. And I was like, we can't do this again. Like I kind of, I got scared that that was going to be a whole thing. And then we see Diana and Sutton sit down and Diana says, I don't do jabs. I do nukes. And I don't know. She calling him a uh, calling Sutton, the fake vegetarian every episode. They all dance. Kyle is grinding on Dorit, and then there's the Soul Train line. That's when Kyle's doing her party trick, the splits. I love Splits Richards. I just love, I mean, she's drunk. Kyle the Splits Richards is one of the most fun housewives when she's drunk. She's like carefree and fancy free and loose. She just seems like a good time. She seems like a fun person to be drunk around. And so I, I love it. And I love that she does the splits. I love that she waves the ponytail like crazy. I just love it. Uh, and the whole fight when Sutton and Diana were fighting, Kyle shows up because she wants to stir the pot, and then Garcelle, too. The two of them are in cahoots to just see who could stir the pot more. I feel like Garcelle and Splits are in a, a contest this season to see who can stir the pot more, and they're both showing up to every scene just stirring the pot. <laughs> it's like so funny. And they're having this, uh, Sutton and Diana are just having this really strange conversation. I didn't, I thought it was so weird. Diana's like, you're boring, and then uh, Sutton's like, oh, the bed, bed rest did you good. And then Diana's like, you're a fake vegetarian. And then it's like so odd. And then Garcelle comes in. Garcelle obviously like hates Diana, but Garcelle's being kind of nice. And she just does eventually walk away. And she's like, what a bitch. Garcelle says that she's walking away. But it's like clear that Sutton and Diana, or that Garcelle and Diana absolutely hate each other. Uh, Sutton ends with just saying like, you're an asshole. She's like, I got your number. Oh, this was funny. She's like, I got your number. I got your number, 8675309. I got it. And then Sutton wasn't sure if like the mic picked up her line. <laughs> so she said it again. She's like, 8675309, 8675309. Like she just kept doing it. She's like, wanted to make sure that the cameraman and the mic picked it up. And it made me laugh because <laughs> she really thought it was like a great line. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. And then, meanwhile, Bamboozle Jane's over in the corner asking the cater waiter to get her some more spicy margs. And she's like, uh, can you just give me some more? Then Denise never shows. And that's when Erica Jane, she's completely blacked out. I mean, I don't know if she's blacked out, but she's drunk. And uh, Garcelle's like, I'm so pissed at uh, Denise for not showing up. And then Bamboozle Jane's like, she never showed up. This fucking bitch fucked you three times. You're a punk ass. This fucking broad ran you over. Fuck her ass. I told you so. And Garcelle's like, okay, like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> like, okay, Erica, like, calm down. Like, Garcelle was pissed anyway, but then it was like, Erica just took it to, like, 11. And she's like, fuck that broad. She's like, I told you fucking so. I fucking hate her. 
And it was like all this rage that Erica Jane has had just came out after the spicy marks. It all came out at Denise. And Denise even on this show, but it was like bamboozled Jane just had all this pent up energy. She's like, that fucking bitch fucked you three times. You're a punk ass motherfucking bitch. Get me another spicy marg. Waiter, where's my jalapeno marg? <laughs> it was like, she was fucking nuts. I was like, Erica, you need to cool up. Like we need to get Erica something, a different kind of drink. Cause the spicy marg's making her too spicy. I fucking told you so, this broad ran you over. Like, Erica, calm it down. And then we end with Sutton and Diana arguing about empathy. Sutton calls her soulless, and Diana's like, you need a new villain? Here I am. Here I am. Anyway, then they do To Be Continued, and I think they've started doing the To Be Continued less. Have you noticed Bravo's doing less To Be Continues? I think that's because we've all complained about it. Because there was a while, about a year ago, maybe six months, a year ago, they were doing it every episode. And we all kept saying, like, why are you, it's ruining the impact of the To Be Continued. And now they're using it sparingly, and I am just so grateful they're using it sparingly, because now I'm excited about next week, because it said To Be Continued. I'm even getting my hopes up, maybe Denise will show up, and she probably won't. Uh, anyway, that's the end of the episode, you guys. I want to thank you all for listening. I had a good time. I got a lot off my chest. Erica Jane. She never showed up, that fucking bitch. Fuck you three times. You're a punk ass fucking broad ran you over. Fuck her ass. I told you so. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys. I love, I love this show. Uh, I want to remind you all it's holiday weekend. I won't be coming with recaps this weekend. I, I know I mentioned that earlier, but I just want to remind you all. Find me on social media. Should we do our cheesy little cool down? Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Try to recharge, rewind, renew, rejuvenate. Try to just uh, rest this weekend. Holiday weekend. I know it's a time we meet with our family and friends and we go to the beach or the lake or the pool or the house or the barbecue. But try to at least take some you time, you know, some solo time. Just lock yourself in a room in a closet and watch some TV. Watch, get on, uh, get on the internet alone. Sometimes you need to close that door from the family, from the kids, and just take some you time because it's a holiday week and we need to recharge before we go on our merry ways next week. I love you all. Happy Fourth, and we'll be back uh, next week with another recap of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. There will be a new episode out on Sunday night. It will just be uh, a different episode. Actually, it won't be a new episode. It'll be a re-upload from a couple years ago, but it's a good one. So uh, I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.